Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my two guests today are Troy Mihalik, Ryan Faust uh, from CryptoVite. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing well. Thanks, Rich. Oh, great. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, physical Bitcoins and uh, interesting areas of the market that are rarely talked about. So uh, tell me first, what, what do you guys do at CryptoVice? Well, we, we created CryptoVice a couple of months ago, really with the idea in mind to have a central portal of information, uh, news, opinion, perspective, and really kind of a, a, a beginner's guide, if you will, for cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and the blockchain. And so what we're doing over the last couple of months, we've been building up the CryptoVice website, but also our followers on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter to really get the name out from a CryptoVice standpoint, build out that network of community in the CryptoVice, or sorry, cryptocurrency industry. So is your education or what's, what's like the focus of it? Uh, this is Ryan. I'm going to jump in. So I, I would definitely say the focus is education. Um, we kind of, we focus CryptoVice around really like our journey over the last year and a half of, of getting into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Um, you know, we found that, that when we when we jumped in, there was a lot of terminology, a lot of things that just we felt like were over our head, we didn't understand. Uh, and we think we're at a point now where we, we've really kind of grasped the concept of, of blockchain the pros and cons, and, and we really want to kind of uh, be able to speak plainly to people that are just entering the space. Like we're not looking, we're not looking to be the Andreas Antonopoulos of the world. We're trying to help the people that are just getting their feet wet. Uh, they're a little scared to maybe ask questions. So we're kind of putting everything out there, and making it transparent. Yeah, there's a big need for this. Um, you know, I, it took me, I don't know, probably at least six months of going to local meetups and interviewing lots of companies and asking questions and reading, and you know, I felt stupid for a very long time. I remember looking at um, exchanges and I was like, what do I do here? You know, why can't I deposit my U.S. dollars? Oh, I didn't know they only deal with crypto. And I remember, you know, a, using a wallet and I, what is send and receive versus buy and sell? I mean, just all these questions that people have. Um, I get asked all the time, oh, you know, Bitcoin's expensive. You know, do you have to buy a whole Bitcoin? You know, no, you can buy sure. fractions of it. And, you know, all this stuff comes up a lot. So there, there needs to be a ton of educational effort. And, and one of the biggest challenges, too, is where do you get that information? And when, when we've been uh, a part of the industry for probably a year, um, but we've been, in, we've been involved for four years, really dove in maybe a year ago. And what's really overwhelming is the amount of information that's out there and understanding which information is reliable, which is credible, um, and where to go when you want specific information. So when you talk about the Satoshis, you know, a lot of people don't know that, Bitcoin can be broken down into, you know, 100 million Satoshis. When 
you, when you understand that and realize that it is a fractioned uh, unit, uh, Bitcoin can be a fractioned unit, um, your perspective changes right away. And then other things, sure. you know, like uh, where, like you said, where to buy, where to sell, how to send, how to receive, all that it seems very basic. But you got to remember that the cryptocurrency industry is so, so new. Less than a percent or 2% of people worldwide know about it. And uh, we've got to take steps at the very early stages to get a basic understanding so that people can then adopt it and really run with it global uh, worldwide. Where, what's your background and your origin story? So we we were talking to each other about this the other day. I'm not in, entirely sure of exactly uh, where my introduction came from. I, I think it was probably back in like 2009, 2010, around there, kind of like the Liberty Movement with Ron Paul, that whole deal. Um, I think that's where I heard about it. I'm not 100% sure. I know for sure I tried to buy Bitcoin when it was really cheap, uh, you know, sub 50 bucks, and I, I was not able to do it at the time. I couldn't figure out how to set up my wallet, and I've still got in my office up on my wall, I have all these codes written out, and I don't even, I mean, they mean nothing to me now. You just go through Coinbase and sign up. Back in the day, it was uh, much, much, much more difficult uh, than it is today to, to acquire this stuff. But I, mm. I think that's kind of where my journey started, was just kind of learning about central banking, uh, you know, fiscal policy of not only the United States, but other governments. And you just start asking questions, and, and pretty soon Bitcoin, Bitcoin is, the, is the answer. I worked for a financial institution. I was in the fraud department back in uh, 20, uh, 2009. And sorry, you can cut this out. But back in 2009 and 2010, I worked in the financial industry. And the fraud department specifically, you know, there's all sorts of different uh, topics of discussion. And Bitcoin came up as one of them. And I, I thought it was kind of a joke. And at the time, it was less than $10 a piece. I didn't think of it at all until Coinbase came out in 2012 and 13. And that's when I initially made my first investment. Ryan and I have known each other for about 20 years now, and we've always talked about cryptocurrency for the last several years. And then again, last year was when, uh, you know, a lot of the trading and the exchanges and, you know, a lot of the movement has taken place. And so we've been talking uh, very closely together about the cryptocurrency movements for the past year or so, and that's one of the reasons why CryptoVice yeah, we were just to add to that. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not afraid to say this. I don't think Troy is either. When we got into this space, right, we were we were dumb money, like a lot of people are, um, and we were yeah. very very lucky that we got in early enough to where no matter what we did, probably any decision was a good decision at that point. So it was a great launch pad for us to you know step away from our day to day careers and really say we we believe that blockchain Bitcoin is the future. How are we going to make this work? How are we going to turn this into into our livelihood? I still feel half the time like I, you know, it's just luck. You, know, you buy in, you hope things go well. I'm no great trader either. Goal with uh, with CryptoVice is it you want to be an educational platform for people, or where are you taking this? Right now we're we're right now we are definitely making it more of an educational platform, trying to build out the network in the community. You know, not just for our own uh, website, but also for our for our personal formative education as well. So. Networking with other people in the industry through CryptoVice helps us understand and then pass along that understanding to uh, to the community that we've built so far. But, you know, we have the YouTube channel that we have is, is really kind of our, our channel of education right now that is responding the best. We have the CryptoVice website as well, but YouTube, um, we've kind of divided into three segments. We actually have a fourth segment that we just released this past week. But those three segments are Bitcoin Basics, which is exactly what you mentioned earlier about what a Satoshi is, how, to, how do you log into and, and sign up for Coinbase, what's better, GDAX or Coinbase, topics like that. 
Then we have investing in cryptocurrency, which which we really want to focus on not dumb money and not being lucky, but really being informed and having a, a good perspective on the investments that you make, whether it's through technical analysis or understanding the business behind the coin. The third is physical Bitcoin revealed. That's where we really highlight the physical coins that have been made um, with Bitcoin and Litecoin and some others. A lot of people don't know that physical coins are out there and they think it's just a digital currency, but physical Bitcoin revealed is a segment that we highlight those physical coins and those are very rare coins, by the way. And then the fourth one is the Google search analytics. And that's really to help people understand what's trending on the, on the uh, World Wide Web, on the Internet, with different coins, so that they can make a more informed decision on whether investing in that coin is a good thing. And also understand how that coin is responding uh, from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, why, since you know, Bitcoin and crypto is all digital, What's the importance of uh, physical Bitcoins besides just collector's items, you know, to you guys? Why is it important? You know, for us, it's, it's, uh, I, I was attracted to it because as I talked to more and more people about Bitcoin, right, like you still get that objection of, well, it's not real. I can't hold it, especially when you talk to some of like the gold and silver bugs of the world, right? And uh, there's, no, there's nothing intrinsic about it. So, I, you know, a physical Bitcoin or physical cryptocurrency, it's really nothing more than, you know, a, a, a novelty item. I mean, that's what it was created for is just to be able to look, here's your Bitcoin. You can hold it in your hand. It's real. Like, do you believe in it now? But obviously, just to give you guys some, some backstory on this. So back in 2012, 2013, there was a guy named Mike Casatius, Mike Caldwell Casatius. Uh, he was the first one to create basically a, a physical Bitcoin, Casatius Bitcoin. Another, there's another person called Lialana. Those are the two two most well-known physical cryptocurrencies out there. Uh, and they were both shut down, I believe, in 2013. So they weren't shut down. They could still make coins, but they couldn't load physical cryptocurrency onto those coins and then sell them out. The feds came after them for, I believe it was like money transmitting business or something like that. So uh, coins that are out there that were produced, they're very, very hard to find. Um, so they are collector's items, but it, it's really for us, it's, a, it's just a great segue to introduce people in, into Bitcoin that aren't familiar with it. Have you guys spoken to any of these people? Do you talk to Leilana? Have you talked to uh, Mike Caldwell about, you know, their thoughts, their experience in the industry? So we have talked to Elias Ahonen, who's the the, uh, the author of the Encyclopedia of Physical Bitcoin. Mike Caldwell, we haven't spoken to. Smoothie from Leilana, we haven't spoken to him either yet. But what's interesting is that the, the community is... is um, very open to that type of communication. We have another contact who um, has created the crypto freeze, physical physical bitcoins, and uh, and they're all very tightly knit. So I think it's a matter of time. But you know, we would love to, to speak to either Mike or Smoothie, but haven't had a chance. And you mentioned um, you know earlier the encyclopedia of Bitcoin. So tell me a little bit about the encyclopedia. It sounds like a pretty cool um, you know amalgamation and curation of all the physical bitcoins out there. The reason the encyclopedia was written, Elias wrote this encyclopedia because he recognized the need to understand these physical Bitcoins. And not just physical Bitcoins, but Leilanas, and not just physical Bitcoins, but Litecoins as well. And there's even physical Moneros now too. But there's so many different physical coins. After Mike Caldwell put out Cassatius, a lot of other replicate or duplications were made uh, and the competition increased. So there have been hundreds of different physical coins created. Not as many have been have caught on in the market. And because of all the different competitors out there, Elias recognized the need to put it all in order and create an encyclopedia that tells you the history, the background, the value, the rarity, and just an overall 
perspective of each of the different coins that are on the market. The book was written in 2015. There's been additional editions in 2016. I think there's another edition coming out next year. So I say that because some coins that are on the market today are not in the encyclopedia that has been written, but should be in uh, future editions. Right, well, getting back to um, your educational work, what kind of questions are you guys getting? And which ones are unexpected? Wow, I didn't think people had a, you know, didn't know about this. I mean, what what kind of stuff are you hearing? I would say it's a lot of the, you know, a lot of the stuff in the comment section is the obvious stuff. So, like, when, when Bitcoin Cash came out, right, how do I get access to my Bitcoin Cash? How do I get my, you know, my BCH off my Trezor? Anything that surprised us? Any questions that have been surprising? I'll think, let, us, let us think about that for a minute. Nothing jumps out, but I, I'm sure that there's something out there we're not thinking of. But it, it really is straightforward. I mean, people are looking for... They're looking for the basics. Uh, what is a Bitcoin? How do I buy a Bitcoin? You know, what's the best place? What? How do I move it, right? If I want to send a Bitcoin to somebody, how do I do that? Like people really just, it, it's easy, sure, but they just, they don't know. I think probably the most surprising question that if there was one is how do I sell my, you know, my Bitcoin, whether it's physical or digital. Physically, you can sell your Bitcoin on eBay. You see the physical coins on eBay or on Craigslist or whatever. So that seems like a question that's pretty easily answered. And then digitally, you know, sometimes you see people who say, hey, I found these uh, these digital coins that I forgot I had, and uh, how do I get rid of them or how do I sell them? One, why are you wanting to sell them? Could be a good reason, but uh, two, how did you forget you had them? Kind of surprising in some ways. So, you know, I think, like Ryan said, the basic questions seem to pop up the most, and that's one of the validations of, of why we're doing what we're doing at CryptoVice. What areas haven't you guys touched on that you think are going to be super critical for people interested in this space, you know, in the next six months or years? Yeah, so I think the the topic that we're gonna we're gonna put a lot of effort into because there's been a lot of buzz around it has been ICOs, right? Uh, so more and more of these ICOs are coming out. It's incredibly easy to start an ICO. Uh, you know, we we do a lot of research on these, and and a lot of them do seem like they're you know a nice shiny website with a good little white paper, and now they're doing an ICO. So we think there's a huge amount of uh, fluff kind of in that market. We want to dive in deeper, do some analysis of of the actual companies that are coming out with the ICO, not necessarily make a recommendation on whether or not it's a good buy, but really just investigate the team. Who are the developers? What's the path? Do they have goals set? Is there benchmarks? Just really try to try to say, you know, we think this is, is reliable or not reliable. What do you think is going to happen to the market if ICOs suddenly come under regulation, strict or otherwise, or if um, a couple of them start failing and taking investors' money with them? What do you think will happen to the crypto market in general? You know, I don't. I think. Uh, I think regulational. We've gone back and forth on this, right? Like the, you know, the, the libertarian utopia. You don't want that regulation, but that's not feasible, right? So I think we're more along the lines of, uh, you know, regulation ultimately is a necessity. It's going to come whether we like it or not, and I, I think it'll bring more of the mainstream people into the space. So I don't necessarily think the regulation is going to hurt. I think it might be a speed bump in the short term, uh, but long term, it's going to open the open the floodgates to the masses. In a lot of ways, regulation could be a good thing, and, and people think, well, Bitcoin shouldn't be regulated because that's the whole point of the coin. Well, the, the coin is actually meant, it's based off of the blockchain, which is a ledger, essentially, that allows you to see every single transaction behind each and every Bitcoin. And it's a peer-to-peer -peer cryptocurrency that's really an alternative to the centralized bank of any country, and for the U.S., obviously, the Fed. But I think regulation of these ICOs, is, like Ryan said, is a necessity because people are, are really taking advantage of the ease. You know, a lot of people joke that all you need is a white paper, and then even in that white paper, you can say this coin is completely uh, a fraud, 
and you'll still get investors because there's there's no you know there's people who are just throwing money out out the window hoping to strike it rich and hit the hit the jackpot. So I I almost yeah. agree that regulation will actually help provide validity and credibility behind the industry. It might be a little speed bump, but once uh, things consolidate and standardize a little bit or stabilize a little bit, you can see the industry going up. You know, I, real quick, just to jump in there, you know, I, I love it. I hear people make the point, people way smarter than me, that, you know, you, you can try as much as you want, but you can't regulate Bitcoin, right? Like Bitcoin is regulated mm. by a math equation. It's an algorithm. So it is regulated. It's just not regulated by corrupt politicians or people. Ultimately, though, they're still, they're still going to try to find a way to regulate it. I think it's important to note, right, they're not going to be able to regulate Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not going to change. They're going to try to regulate how do we cash out, how do we trade it, that kind of stuff. And really, I, I'm pretty sure that this is true. Um, every country, right, that's come out and banned Bitcoin, there's been a significant increase in the price after they've done that. So if anything, yeah. it seems like, you know, when you try to censor something, you try to shield people from it, what does it do, right? It's a beacon. People want to know, what are you hiding? Like, what's going on? Why can't I use that? And ultimately, it just draws more and more attention. I just wonder if there's going to be any seismic shifts in the industry in the near future. But things are so crazy. Yep. And so uh, it's like a Jerry Springer show, I always say. There's new drama every single day. So we don't know. And, and it is. It's very fascinating. One thing I'll say, Rich, is that you know, there's been over 800 cryptocurrencies created. And really, they're approaching 1,000 the thousand uh, mark right now, which is actually quite ridiculous because a lot of these coins are just replicates of other coins that came out a month or two ago and they have little tweaks here and there saying that they're better than, than the rest. But these regulations, if they come in regulating the practice of an ICO or regulating the practice of you know, buying and selling or, or receiving or whatever, would then shrink that 800 plus number down to maybe 100 because most of those coins will, will just dissolve or they'll be acquired or, you know, or they'll partner or whatever it might be. And I don't think that's such a bad thing. The consolidation is almost necessary because it's kind of getting out of hand. So yeah. one of the things that we, we like to tout is the three Ps, the people, the purpose, or the, pro- the purpose of the coin, and then the promise, you know, what's, gonna, what's the roadmap of it? And if, if you can check off the box for each of those three Ps and, and you see that there is a purpose and there's a great leadership and community behind it and there's a roadmap that makes a lot of sense and they're, they're checking boxes off, then I think that coin might have a future. Oh, well, very good. So how can we tell listeners how to start learning from you guys? You know, where can they go to get your videos and tutorials and uh, find out more about everything that you're talking about in the education sphere? Well, you can check us out on YouTube. Our, our uh, YouTube channel is CryptoVice. Just a quick search, Crypto and then V-I-C-E. Uh, we've got several videos up. Uh, we talked about those segments earlier in this podcast. Um, the other way is our Twitter channel is at CryptoVice1, the number one. Um, we're also on our website, CryptoVice.com. And uh, if anybody has questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us directly at CryptoVice at gmail.com. So we're, which we, try, we try to be as accessible as possible. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, but I would say YouTube and Twitter are the two most popular channels at this point. Okay. Well, very good. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Ryan. It's a good podcast, and I'm glad you guys are doing the educational angle because it's desperately needed. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. It was uh, This was a great experience for us. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, 
then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.